Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. Boys, we're all back together again. Sorry for my, um, uh, I don't know, insubordination last week, my inability to make it to the program. Uh, I feel like I let the show down. Uh, You boys soldiered on without me. And uh, what was that that like? Was it strange? Mm-hmm. It was. It was a bit aimless, I would say. Yeah. Uh, your your professional hosting is always greatly appreciated. Ron and I are good at some things, and uh, probably probably less good at that thing. Well, boys, you know I take this seriously. When I'm not on the show, I'm in the film room, you know, grinding tape, doing the doing the work, putting the hours in. So it felt uh, a little bit like one of those uh, training camp contract disputes where, like, one of the star players gets special treatment, and then the other star player feels left out, like. Yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie gets to go on a two-week road trip, and then Ted was feeling a little. Okay, like, b- I'm leaving camp. Slighted. For a couple days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you it's just, a little you just out. skipped. You just skipped camp for a day, and I there's going to come out pictures of you on like a boat with a mai tai later or something. Oh, but, uh, that, not to get good, ahead of ourselves and talk about Jerry Falwell or anything, but uh, that's a yeah. good Vikings reference, though. A little. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking I, more Vikings vintage. That was a different party, party boat. The Vikings yeah. boat and the Jerry Falwell boat very different than anything you would ever do on a boat. Although I, I feel like it's very similar to what both of those parties could do on a boat. Um, yeah, I think they would get along great. Yeah, yeah, I think they would. I, c- I could see that happening. But boys, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're, uh, we're the kind of guys who, uh, who now, again, have a podcast that's sponsored, um, that's doing business, that's generating income. Um, that's the kind of guy I want to be always. Um, and I'm very excited about that. So as I sip my cup of Redbud City Coffee Roasters Coffee Piper... Uh, why don't you tell us about our new old sponsor? It is a new old sponsor. We we did like a renewal of the vows with mm. Dwell Dwell yes, Bible dude. app. Uh, uh-huh. So you know we we worked with them in a faithful relationship for a long time, and then there was a it was a parting of the ways that was it was more just a drifting apart than it was a true parting of the ways. Like was, a yeah, was, like a little separation, you know. We yeah, tried it out, and, yeah. and not really over any particular conflict. Just sort of like, yeah. hey, I think I need some time. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we we mutually agreed that the best thing for us was to get back together. So we're back with Dwell, mm-hmm. and so for listeners who haven't been with us for long, Dwell is an audio Bible app uh, that has anything you would want in an audio Bible app. So different readers, different plans. There's musical backgrounds. There's all sorts of features to help you study or memorize or just listen your way through Scripture. It's a great way to get Scripture into your life when it's hard to make time to sit down and read. Or on top of your reading, uh, you know, car commutes, going for a run, whatever it is. So if you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, you can get a 20% discount uh, off their uh, annual subscription. It's less than $3 a month. Maybe it's less than $2 a month. I can't remember. It's uh, it's cheap one way or the other. So 20% discount, dwellapp.io slash happy rant. Check that out. Um and I think they may even have a free trial so that you can check it out for a few days before you decide to pull the trigger on it. But you will end up deciding to because it's pretty awesome. Boys, we're better with Dwell Bible. You know, we drifted apart. We took some time to find ourselves. And I think we realized that um, we're better together than we are apart. They make me better. They actually do make me better. Like, all kidding aside, uh, I use Dwell Bible a lot during the, uh, during the pan. Um, shout out the pandemic. Uh, back when the the emotions were all over the map. So, speaking uh, of things that we would love to have a separation from, 
Which we probably will in a couple of months. I'm no, I don't know. I'm no genius, but maybe that's yeah, coming. Let's hope. Yeah, yeah, let's hope for sure. But boys, speaking of the pandemic and things that are that are bad, uh, we're going to take a look at some at some stories, uh, just some things that have happened over the past few weeks. Um, things that are kind of so bad they're good. Uh, so bad they're good from a content standpoint. Um, this feels themey. This almost feels like a theme episode, like like the kind we used to have back when. Uh, back when Trogues was on board, when he was a part of the program. Uh, but we have some news items, and Pipe, I want to I wanna just get the ball rolling with this thing that you sent to us that Ronald and I are a little incredulous about. Um, you sent us um, a, a release, some copy, some marketing copy uh, about a product, a Gen Z Bible, a Gen Z Bible devotional um, that a company put out that's a major... Christian publisher and book distributor, and uh, Ronald and I don't think this is real. So I want you to read some of this copy, some of the marketing copy that you read us off the air, and we're going to parse whether or not this is a real thing or whether this is satire. Um, Yes, it's a really valid conversation. You guys have me doubting myself, and it's possible that I have had the wool pulled over my eyes because um, I have inside sources at Lifeway. Having worked there for six Mm -hmm. years, I have... I still have my I still have my 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 connections there, and I thought uh, we might get away with not saying the name of the company because they maybe own my university at this point. I don't know. You know, but that's all right. They don't own yeah. your university. Uh, if anything, they're owning less and less these days. Um, so, uh, they uh, these inside sources of mine were distraught that this thing existed. I'll just say that, and I'll just you know, no names. Yeah. Uh, if they want to go on a witch hunt, they can come ask me for names. They can waterboard me. I'm not giving anything up. Um, right. But so Lifeway uh, earlier this summer released something called – I don't know exactly what it's called. It's a Gen Z devotional, so a Bible study for for Gen Z. And for those of you who can't keep the generation straight, Gen X is what Ronnie and Ted are. Millennial <laughs> is what I am, just barely. I'm almost Gen X. That's just like a youngster, Piper. Just a young it's pop. basically twenty-five to late thirties is 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 millennial. So then, like high school up through twenty-five is Gen Z. So think teenager, college student, etc. Sure. This was very clearly should if this thing was real, a a Bible study written by old white men <laughs> for young white men, except the uh-huh. old white men were attempting to imitate young black men. Uh, yeah. So, let me let me give you an example. <clears throat> this is how they uh, interpreted John one one. So John one one in the standard Bible language that we're familiar with was in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Um, Straightforward. Yep. Yeah. So here we go. This is the Gen Z one. Since day uno, there was Cap G. Big J was chilling with Cap G. And Big J was Cap G. That is, uh, I think, clearly that's how the <laughs> Apostle John would have written it, should he have been writing for 16-year-old white males today, um, obviously. So then here's the, here's the explanation, except they don't call it an explanation or devotional. They say, here's the T. Mm. Life started with God's Word. But the Bible isn't boring or outdated. Life still starts with God's Word. Like, this part actually sounds sort of like normal English. Yeah. And then it talks about transformation. Uh-huh. And uh, and then there's something called Sunday Cool. 
which no, there there isn't actually there can't be. <laughs> there can't so are be you saying us dying a little bit? I can't inside. I can't decide if this is a visceral reaction or like you're just you're just saying no. This is this is a this is all a farce. This isn't real. It's kind of what I hope. It's kind of what I felt as I've woken up in the morning for the last six months. This can't be real. This when you say woken up, is that uh, are you sort oh. of alluring to? Oh, Ronald, being, being woke. Dude, I see what you're doing there. Woke slash en up. Gosh, that's good radio. That's oh, T. I think I think we need to uh, get some clarity, mm-hmm. buddy, because I don't mm-hmm. know if I can be on the same program as a dude that believes in critical race theory. <laughs> that's exactly Shoot. what I heard Ted say. He said he's woken up every day, that and is then 100% I heard percent. What I, Ted just said, I believe in critical race theory. 100%. Judas H. Priest. Hard-carrying Black Lives Matter uh, organization member, probably a socialist. Um, yeah. That's what I heard. You know I, I, can't, I cannot continue with him. I, I don't even know if I want to talk to him now. Can you you know me here in my drab olive garments. You know. Well, your Che Guevara t-shirt is giving you away right now. So... Uh, a Che you, Guevara t-shirt from the leftover from the early 2000s emergent church movement. I just I just dusted it <laughs> we're off. We're back. Um, Urban Outfitters is still a thing. Apparently. Critical race theory is so dated, you guys. Well, I yeah, I'm, I wish I wish I could talk to the guys at Sunday Cool about this. I'm sure they'd have really insightful thoughts in language I could understand. Critical um, race theory is rad. It's not boring at all. <laughs> here's the t- here's the T on critical race theory. Um, <laughs> So Sunday Cool is apparently a uh, it's a t-shirt screening print printing company, but that they is. they try to turn Bible things cool because that's how the Bible works best. And, Always better uh, when it's cool. Everything's better when it's cool, boys. Yeah, let's just well, state that for the, the wreck. And the t-shirt has a the t-shirt industry has a rich tradition of of pulling that off. You know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they've really done this well over the generations. Well, especially the especially religious, the Christian the religious t-shirt, t-shirt company. That's yeah. what I mean. The Christian yeah. t-shirt industry has really got a good track record in this. Yeah, let's not forget uh, the infamous "This Bloods for You." That, that yeah, oh, well, know, absolutely, Ronald. That literally tens of dozens of youth group kids wore in the late nineties. Oh, I mean, the Lord's Gym ones. Uh, Jesus is my homeboy. I think we've covered we, this, but yeah, but it's still worth oh, noting, but, right? But yeah. since we're on the subject, it's so. I love the I love the thought process here from a big publishing house like hey you know what these guys have done a great job with t-shirts like let's get them to write a, a devotional series that's the most that's got to be the most like the 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 biggest leap in the history of book deals you know what i mean because i mean the publishing industry does some pretty stupid well, things on the level of though, like i mean yeah, i don't know where does I this think, rank I mean, in the, the pantheon whole, the of whole stupid theme- book deals the whole theme of reality television is you're dumb and rich. Let's put a camera on you. So I feel like this right. is a kind of like, you know, you do dumb t-shirts. Let's let you. It's the reality TV of book publishing. Is that what yeah, you're trying kind of. to say? I mean, to be fair, I've ghostwritten a book or two for some pretty stupid people. But <laughs> this, I mean, really, like I've, I've written I've a book seen as a stupid person. I'll one up you on that. <laughs> yeah, you, you one up me on my. On my false humility. As a stupid Ronald, guy, I've written a book. Yeah. Yes. As uh, a I haven't done either of those guy. things. I think I two-upped both of you. So That's um, true. I neither have written a book as a stupid that. person nor written them for stupid people. You outsmugged us. Yeah. yeah. That's what you did. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel no, like a white great, reformed though. guy now. So, you um, are, man. Well, your last name is Piper. So, yes. Then, then there's a <laughs> Sunday's Cool video. Um, it's incredibly right. popular, the Sunday's Cool video. There's more than 2 million views. Um, None of those then, ironic views, I'm sure. Yeah, 
All right. And then, you know, life, we ended up pulling the product and putting out a statement, which was sort of an apology, but also a, like, we didn't mean to do anything offensive. That's right. That's just, Eugene you know. Peterson is rolling in his grave right now. He's like, is this what I was trying to accomplish when I released the message to, to release Maybe Eugene Peterson was on this. Maybe this was one of his last projects. This is like, this is like, this is like the woke version of the message boys. <laughs> this is like this is like See, the funny thing is eugene peterson was an old white guy who was putting the bible into plain language and it's it, it sounded a lot like english for adults Dude, as for opposed EP to whatever was, this is ep was twice as woke as like ted will ever be pipe Dude, can we talk about ronald throwing the word woke around like there's no consequences this guy man he's He's playing fast and loose, Piper. Oh, I just, I love it, man. I'm just, I've, I've sort of taken all I can take and I can't take no more. Baby, have you forgotten how middle-aged and white you are? I mean, I'm reminded that given how often I look in the mirror during the day, which is a lot. So no, I, I know. I get it. I'm starting with the man in the mirror, Ronald. <laughs> Let's start there. Okay. Thanks for that. I appreciate that counsel. So- just a little wisdom. Man, I, I need some counsel. That was good counsel. I, I'm going to roll with that. I'm going to run with Baby, that. get on the Chase Lounge. Swipe your insurance card. Let yeah, me get it. I feel like I've done my work for the day, Big T. Thank you. Well, there you go, man. Let's let's knock off for the rest of the day. Call, call it a day. So, Piper. Have, have we determined if this thing is real or not? I want a copy. I'm not going to be convinced. Well, they pulled it. A... It doesn't. You can't even find it on their website. You can go Hold to the Hold on. Link Let me look then... on Amazon right now. What's it called again, Pipe? I don't know. It's uh, called. I'm looking at the picture. It's called the world. The word according to Gen Z, a 30 day Devo challenge. The okay, I'm literally. I'm on it right now. Obviously, uh, Amazon, that little website that we talk about occasionally, has a few copies left. Um, yeah, I got it, man. I can get the Kindle edition literally instantaneously. How much wow. is it going to cost you? It's going to cost me five dollars and forty nine cents. And by the way, the cover of it might be the one of the worst things I've ever. I get Isn't literally that kind of faux leather. Like no, 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 dude. Oh. It's like a picture. It's a picture of like five Gen Zers holding yes. like iPads. Almost. I mean, almost. I mean, if if any of them are wearing bell bottoms, it could be straight out of '79, right? And it just says the Bible <laughs> according to. It's really bad. Like, oh, it's really I love bad. it, dude. I love this, it. That's not the same one. What? I'm fairly certain. No, this that was published in 2013. It's the one under. It's the word according to Gen Z. Oh, the for word. by Sunday Cool. It's the it is the one with the faux leather and the fake gold uh, kind of leaf embossing. Like the, do you guys Detroit. like how I just dadded that up like that? I, I still can't find it, man. Look up right. the word according to Gen Z, um, or you could just search Sunday Cool. I bet that stuff uh, is on here. Um, you can't find any editions. <laughs> There's not a digital one or a print one. It just is listed. You just got to. Dude, go Lifeway just eradicated this from the face of the earth. Yep. Yeah. That's but awesome, it's man. it's the one. So yeah, this is the one that has like the. It's supposed to look like a you know an old leather bound book because mm. nothing says uh, fake ebonics inside a book that no Gen Zer would ever pick up. All right, so here's my thought, man. Big We've really T. nailed the packaging on this one. Yeah, yeah, they nailed it. Big T, here's my question for you, big guy. Lay it on, um, baby. Why don't you go to John one one and tell us how a Gen X version of that <laughs> would read? That's what I really want to hear. And then we'll go to Pipe, who's sort of a millennial, yeah, um, only because he talks about it so much. And uh, we'll have him do the millennial version, man. You know? Wow. Are we really doing this? this How would a, a Gen X read 
John 1 1. I mean, how would, I mean, it's going to be a little cynical and snarky. We're going to take away some of the formality of probably the wording. <laughs> and, but it's going to, I don't know. I, I'm just asking the question. I, I don't know. I'm not, yeah. my feet. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, Ron, and I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to do the translation in my mind because I want it to be good. Also, is this the, most blasphemous thing ever, the thing that we're doing right now? Like, is this okay? Uh, You're a man of the cloth. You I think me. it's okay because we're satirically um, undermining somebody else's bla- blasphemy. Isn't that, and that's kind of what we do anyway, right? We satirically undermine other people's dumbness. Yeah. I mean, including our own, yes, of yeah, course. Of course, yeah. especially our own. <laughs> Baby, you're, you're, Gen, you're Gen X like me. What, how would you interpret this? What would your translation be? Like, you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking oh, to you. Dude, what I'm would just, it, what I'm just, like? I'm just so bad at that kind of stuff, man. I think <laughs> actually, I feel what like it, you just what, have to throw in an or whatever somewhere. Yeah, like Gen X basically well, reads John one one and finds a reason why it's not <laughs> finds a reason why they're still not getting what they deserve in life. You know, after reading something like that's that. true, and that's a passage exactly of that of that like, like magnitude. It, <laughs> it'd be like in the beginning was the word or whatever. The word yeah. was with God, whoever that is. And the word yeah, the word was, was God, with God, and, and the word was God. But like, where's guys? Where's my word? Like, and what's what am I going to? When am I going to get? Deal? When am I going to get like my opportunity to speak the words that the boomer gen is still keeping and holding back from me? Like, when do I get my time to shine? Like, I appreciate what God's doing with His word and that He's given it to us. But like, where's dude, my main stage deal? Where, where do I like? When do I get to shine? Like, I, and again, I I'm not trying to not comfort. give glory to God, but like, hey, John got to write that. When do I get to write my John one one? Here's the Gen X version of it. <laughs> Oh, boys. And I feel like the millennial version would just be a question. It's like, in the beginning... Wait, there was a beginning? Like, how do we know? That's Whose, whose truth is that? Wait, the vulnerability voice, John 1-1? The word was with your God. I mean, it, it's probably your God, because it, it's not my God. Uh, it, or right. Somebody's God. The word was with a God, a deity, a, a spiritual being, an entity. And then the word... Which word? Like, is this all the words? What words are we talking about here? Was... That that same spiritual entity, being deity, whatever, whatever you know, whatever you want to call it, whatever you're comfortable with, I think that would be sort of the millennial version of John one one. Nice. Well, it hits hard that way. You know, yeah, I mean, like, I feel super convicted by it, and there's a lot of there's a lot of truth in it. My truth, not your. <laughs> yeah, truth. your truth exactly. Boys, what a what what an interesting little bit. I had no idea this product existed for a short time before being pulled. Um, man, those, those writers, I wonder if they got paid. I wonder if the, I wonder if the t-shirt guys got their full, um, payment for all that, uh, all that writing, all the work they put in. Um, we'll never know boys, but, um, on to, on to other topics. There, there are knowable things still in the world. Um, Jerry Falwell. <laughs> We've we've ne- <laughs> very overly knowable. We know way too much. overly knowable. We know way too much now. Um, I don't know. Some stuff happened with Jerry Falwell a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were going to talk about it. I think we we put it off, and um, we could talk about it now if you want, or we don't have to talk about it. It's uh, it's totally up to you guys. But he this guy was uh, the president at Liberty. Um, he's had a rough <laughs> a rough like six week run here. Not a great run. 
I, um, I, I just want to make a comment on one aspect of the Jerry Falwell thing, and it's nothing that he did or didn't do because that has been well covered and it's disgusting. Um, <clears throat> I want to comment on the statement that the the board of directors or whatever they're called at Liberty put out where they said – Basically, there were no signs that any of this was going on until the the last two weeks. And this was right after he had he had tendered his resignation, and they basically were like, "We just did, we had no idea." And the only thing that crossed my mind was my children used to think they were invisible when they closed their eyes. <laughs> that feels a lot like them just putting their hands over the eye, their eyes and going, "You can't see me." It it's the it's the most disingenuous public non-apology cover your own keister statement that it doesn't even cover it because everybody knows it's full of crap. It's just it's so it was it was so bad it was good is what it was to stick to the theme of this particular like episode. Yeah. I just yeah, I was just I it just I mean I realized they couldn't come out and say, yeah, we've kind of known that there was shady stuff going on for the last 20 years or so, but uh but we were making a lot of money. But so instead they swung the other way and were like, we didn't have any idea. None. This isn't even plausible deniability. It's just deniability. Boys, does it make you think like so here's here's more of a serious we can riff on this maybe for a second because I, I like yeah, what yeah. you I like what you just said, Pipe. Um it, the the ridiculousness of it. Because when you get a character like Falwell who has said just patently like ridiculous things, whenever they break down and they have a when they uh bear with me here, when they don't fall well. Um, in this, oh, in the yes. manner in which uh, double Jerry's, dad joke, Jerry's doing his thing. Um, this is why our boy needs to be main staging. Um, I mean, if the world doesn't recognize <laughs> it now, they never will. Oh, it's it's uh, it's gold. Okay, boys, there's nothing you, but gold here. You yeah. could have 35 minutes of that, baby. guys. I'm having a bad Yoda week. I think it's coming out on the pod right now. So just bear with. Maybe you're having a you're having a tough Yoda week. What's going um, on? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But you um, got some secular Yoda stuff coming up. So this is my point, though. Like. My thing is when you it, when we see when we see Jerry do what Jerry's doing, like none of it feels surprising. And there's a part of you that almost thinks you almost have like this repressed memory of like, but this is what he's been doing for like 20 years. Like you're almost like you almost start making up stuff in your head like, yeah, but he already did this stuff like 10 years ago. Right. Because it feels so in line with his character and the things he said since, you know, he's been in the public eye, that, like, I don't know about you boys, but, like, it's the it just feels like the least shocking thing of all time. And that says something about me and, you know, how I've been indoctrinated by all this craziness. But speak into that, because to me, it's like, if somebody were just to describe to me, and I was off social media, and they said, hey, oh, did you hear about Jerry Falwell? And I said, no, tell me what happened. And they said, oh, well, this, 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 and this. I'd just be like, dude, where are we having lunch today? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I would just, it, it would feel... <laughs> Sound, and I might say like that Wednesday, anyway. right? Exact. So, uh, how do you boys? How do you feel about it from that angle? Because it just feels like, oh, this is almost not even news. It's so obvious. I don't know. Ted, ahead, thoughts? Pipe. Oh, me? All right. Um, I yeah. When I when the news came out that you know, like, oh, Falwell's been caught in whatever scandal, I just was like, oh, I I thought he already was. <laughs> like you said, it just it felt. I think we've gotten so accustomed to the public pattern of behavior by faux evangelical leaders who fall that when it happens, we're just like, you know, 
the signs were there all along, despite the statement that the board of whatever put out from Liberty. And so we just assumed this was all happening to some degree, like the details might differ, you know. It, it was, you know, it was on a boat or in the Bahamas or whatever instead of in a mountain chalet somewhere. But, you, you know, pick it, it feels like it feels like the clue of falling. It's like evangelical leader. Y with the uh, pool boy and the mistress on the boat in the tropics, you know, it's and, like on point. It's like knives out. Yeah, part two, it all right. It's, it all it all matches up. And we've seen it so many times that, yeah, there's just. I was, I think the funniest, not funniest, but the kind of the most surprising aspect of this was the surprise of people. Like, oh, can you believe what this, you know, what he did and said? Yes, of course I can. So can everybody right. if you just paid attention. This is not surprising. And people who have been paying attention have been like, this man is a problem for a long, long time. Boys, not to, uh, not to take the focus off, off Fallwell, but uh, we, have, we have breaking news on the program. It's been a while since we've broken news on this on this show, but it's a thing that we used to do in the past, um, and it concerns us eventually becoming rich and famous. Um, and I thought we could we could do a couple of minutes on this because I think I think you boys will be interested. So here in my studio, I have the capability to uh, to get to get breaking news via email while we're recording. And um, I, I got very twentieth century of you. I know, dude. I know. I'm really. I've really got an amazing setup here. So you got faxed in, baby. Is that what you're something saying? got faxed in? I got to rip it off the wire, baby. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cue up the jingle. Okay. Yeah. Cue it. Um, here we go. Here's the jingle. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Okay. Let me That's let me beautiful. rip this off the wire. Um, boys, this is from our agent concerning our big new book project. Uh, the one that's going to make us rich and famous. It's very short and to the point. Gentlemen, a couple of questions from Name of Publisher Redacted. Can you provide current Happy Rant podcast download numbers? Can you provide a list of possible endorsers for a Happy Rant book? We're close, boys. We're close. Um, let's talk about endorsers. So I have a question about endorsers before we start talking about this. Um, did you ever yeah. actually get Jared C. his blurb or not? Because I No, no. Okay, so Ronnie needs to send the request to him for an endorsement for this <laughs> potential book. Yeah. Then. Is that what we're getting at? No, dude, I've still got a couple of weeks to get to get at Jared C. his blurb. Oh, okay, got so, yeah, so you're still, gonna, you're, still in, in the, you're still within the timeline, eh? I'm still within the timeline, man. I'm still grinding through that. that yeah, man, young this adult is taking fiction. you a long time, man. It's yeah, baby, a lot of plates spinning over here. A lot of you plates. know, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of irons in the dude. A lot of blurbs. I'm I'm knocking out for people right now. So yeah, I get him. It's a full time job. I get him. I get him confused, but uh, but now we got to start thinking about blurbers for our book, dude. Um, which is kind of huge. Uh, let's let's this, let's. This dream means big. that we have to think of famous Christians. With right. a sense of humor, crickets. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm literal crickets. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, boys. So I got. I think we got um, the first two that come to mind are uh, you know um, Sammy Rhodes and Drew Dick, and I think we got our endorsers, boys. I think we're good. I think we nailed it. I don't know who either of those people are, <laughs> but they sound fabulous. Um, yeah, I think, I think they're, they're those guys, J Jared C, you know, if, if Ronnie can, you know, maybe offer him up another photo shoot in front of a mural yeah, or something. I'll up, uh, I'll, I'll send dangle him a, a photo shoot, baby. I'll send him a happy ramp check, you know. I'll dangle another, another weekend in Ashland, all expenses paid. 
I think I might have a Happy Rent sticker if he wants to put it on his like Yeti cup or something. I could send him one. Um, <clears throat> is that your is he a Yeti cup guy or is he more of like a ceramic coffee mug guy? He's a non-coffee guy right now. That's what he Get is. out, dude. Yeah. Right now or historically? Yeah, no, he's one of those. I switched to decaf in, in, middle, in my middle-aged years. Wow, wow dude. Yeah. It's that's got, tough. It's that hits hard. It's gotten that bad. That's that hits hard. Yeah, that's tough. That's no way to survive a pandemic. I mean, I guess if you have health issues, it is a way to survive anything, but it sounds terrible. Um, He's also a Starbucks from different cities collection mug guy. So, um, Uh you know, he has he has like a like a a menagerie of mugs. Yeah, he's kind of uh, he's kind of militantly anti hipster coffee place. He, He goes straight for the first bucks when he rolls into town. Dude, I love it. I love that kind of like chip on his shoulder. Yeah, you love you love that sort of pedestrian Jared C like like, uh, like coffee. Yeah, preference. like I'm just a regular Joe. I'm just a normal pastor. No pun, but know? I'm a regular Joe. Where's the Starbucks? That's 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 right. Get me to the Starbucks stat. I don't so care I, how many sermons you got to have me preach tonight. Just they get have, me they to have the, the best decafs. <laughs> There's right. a mug. There's a mug I need to purchase. I need I, a mug and some decaf. I have on good authority that there are quite a few somewhat prominent evangelical pastors who listen to this podcast. So this is really going to be a test of their metal, whether or not they will put their name to a public admission of liking this podcast, because I get it, you know, direct messages or text messages or whatever. And, uh, or like a comment in passing back when we could go to conferences, you know, people would be like, I like your podcast. And, uh, but now we have to see who will outright admit to both liking the three of us and liking what we do as a podcast. Dude, it's like Jesus with Peter on the shore, man. Do you love me? Blurb. Yeah. You know? Do you love me? Blurb my book. Right. <laughs> I mean, for real. Is that, is I, that yes. the Gen X version of that verse? Yeah, for dude, real. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. If you love me, blurb my book. That's the saddest thing ever, dude. That's the saddest <laughs> thing that's ever come out of our mouth. And that's saying something. I do want... Feels so um, dirty. I do want. Do snacks. you know I me do. in a peripheral way? Blurb my book. Have you heard of me? Have you never heard of me before? Great. Could Blurb you leverage book. me in the future? Blurb my book. Sorry, can I, I butter you up with a compliment you. vaguely about your general area of ministry? Blurb my book. Exactly. Can I pretend to know you in a deeper way than I actually know you? Blurb my book. I think what we're saying is, Sammy Rhodes, can you write us a funny forward, forward. please? That's what we're saying. Dude, who is Sammy Rhodes? And I don't. Funny? I no. I don't know. No, but I just made his okay. name up. Uh, Sammy Rhodes is is he does campus ministry in South Carolina, but he had uh, he he got a huge Twitter following several years ago just by being funny. Like he was a funny Christian dude. He's written a couple books that are both good. One was I can't remember. It's about sort of handling awkwardness and shame. And uh, yeah, he's he's a great dude. He dude, would, you know what? His new book. Uh, and let me just say it because I feel like Sammy. You know, I don't want Sammy to think that we're not Sammy fans. His new book is the bomb, broken and beloved. Really That's cool. what it was. I was trying to remember the newest yeah. one. Really I feel good. Bad that I forgot. Yeah. There you go. Ronald knows him in a peripheral way. Oh, and, very uh, peripheral. Yeah. The, very the, peripheral. The, the blurb is. I'm sure the blurb is coming our way as we speak. Yeah, so, no, boys. He, in fact, he just sent it. I got it. Okay. Came in. I, I I have a reverse psychology uh, idea for this. Why don't we send it to all the people we think will decline to endorse, and then publish those as endorsements? Yes. Yeah. Dude, publish the email. Publish the like. 
the kind of faux nice, like, oh, boys, I'm, I'm really slammed right yeah, now. Yeah, I love that, guys. You know, so, yeah. I love I'm, that. I'm idea. really slammed. Like, ministry's crazy during the pandemic. Like, we don't, I have, mean, to print their, we don't have to print their name. We'll just print yeah. all, the, all the people that just rejected it, <laughs> but we'll just post their, like, generic... Demise. I mean, I'm at home 23 hours a day. I've never had more downtime in my life. But but things are really crazy right now, guys. Yeah. No, yeah, that's going to be it. funny. It's gonna We're going to turn the world upside down with our new method of blurbing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and and knowing Christian publishers, they're going to be so on board with something oh, new. Oh, they're going to love something that. Something fresh. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> something fun. Nothing, they're they're going to be nothing way Nothing says read this book is <laughs> a bunch of like nameless blurbs on the back of a book. Yeah, a bunch of nameless blurbs saying, "Don't read this book," or "Here's why I didn't have the time to read your book," or "Here's why Dude, I'm what? too afraid to blurb your book." It's gonna, it's gonna mean bad things for my publishing career. Oh, exactly for my non-existent publishing career. Right. I will get to myself sell forty-five hundred books next year. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, these guys, what a riot! Um. Boys, we got time for one more. I want to talk about Ron's Yoda life in the context of another guy's Yoda life who's who's killing it right now. He, this guy's doing Yoda. He's been doing secular Yoda at a high level. Um, I'm trying to find it in the in the chat. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's good radio. Uh, <laughs> hang on. All right, this guy's name is Simon Sinek. Business leader, thought leader. And uh, he had a Yoda tweet that Piper shared with us in the group chat. And I want, I want Ronald to like Yoda on Yoda kind of assess the quality of this thing. Not that we endorse Yoda on Yoda crime on this podcast, but I would like this to be a Yoda beatdown. This is no, this is like Yoda sharpening Yoda. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's how I look at it. It doesn't Piper. matter. Nobody take boys. <laughs> just so you know, mm-hmm. you guys started this thing now with Yoda tweeting to where. I mean, you won't know this, Ted. Well, you will because you just stalk everything. But like you, oh, right? there it I is, mean, dude. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah, you'll know because it doesn't matter what you post now. Everybody just replies with like a Yoda gif. You know what I mean? No, okay. But, real talk, baby. And you're a you're a branding expert now because you've been <laughs> hanging around with Jared C. Wilson for a couple of years. Um, is has Piper and I inventing the Yoda thing? Do you think that's been a net positive or a net negative for your Yoda work? Like, has it has it hurt or helped your Yoda situation? Well, I think you guys just found a way to take any of the seriousness out of anything that I ever tweet away. Because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. only thing somebody reposts is, uh, you know, is a gif of Yoda doing some oh. like doing some like facial expression. If Yoda has facial <laughs> See, expression, I, I take umbrage at this because, I mean, leave it to Twitter yeah, to, to suck. That, leave it to Twitter to suck at nuance. But uh well, Twitter's such a serious platform, it too, is though, and such a good, serious. such a really, good place to get those serious. It's, it, thoughts it's out. full of it's full of thoughtfulness and level headedness, and really reading the meaning behind the meaning and things, and a but, lot of critical race theory. But go on, yeah, that well, that's part of the the serious thoughtfulness as well. People's responses to that tend to be very measured and um, <clears throat> carefully articulated, and mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they've really done the research. Um, mm-hmm. The responses that you get, Ron, with the Yoda thing are like eighty percent wrong. <laughs> it, it just that pipe. well ronnie will be like i like cupcakes and somebody will be like yoda tweet no just because ronnie says it doesn't make it a yoda tweet there's See, that's what's happened now that's what <laughs> there is a you know there is a there's a particular style there's a particular like 
coupling of thoughts. We're going to hear a, a great example of this from one Simon Sinek uh, here in a moment that that makes something a Yoda tweet. If, if if Ronnie posts a Bible verse and then says like this ministered to my heart today, that's not a Yoda tweet. That's Ronnie mm. talking about a Bible verse in a way See, that Piper, this was is meaningful good, to this him. This is good nuance. This is why we need you on the program because I think I think in a sense what you've said is that Twitter has. It's kind of cheapened all of us in terms of this. Like, you and I thoughtfully came up with the term Yoda tweeting. That's been cheapened by Twitter. You and, think and, Twitter's actually cheapened things, Big T? I, uh, I, I, see, I don't see it. This is what I'm struggling with because it's such a great platform. It's, uh, I mean, and it, it really a, brings out the it's best. It's a life-giving platform. I don't, it I mean, really I, is. It, I'm it, so it, hesitant to say anything against it. Oh, I know, dude. I just <laughs> – yeah, I'm just choosing my words very carefully Yeah, right I appreciate now. that. I appreciate the nuance. I like to be measured and thoughtful as it pertains to Twitter, not being a toilet. And <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with it. Okay. Um, yeah. Piper, let's uh, let's dip into secular Twitter a little bit here. It's secular Yoda 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 work. And I'm gonna lay this Simon Sinek thing on you guys, and then I want I want Ronald to speak to its veracity as a Yoda tweet. Here we go. Simon Sinek, business guy. I'm trying to look at what his face looks like, but the picture's so small. Um, oh well, I'll do that. I'll do that in my studio later. He looks like a, a yuppie hipster who speaks in vulnerability voice. That's what he looks like. Okay, so like every Nashville guy. Say it in vul- read the tweet, please, boys, in in V voice. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it standard, and then I'm gonna do a second read in V voice. All right, fair enough. Okay, do it. Here we go. Here it is in standard. Bad leaders care about who's right. Good leaders care about what's right. Simon Sinek. I thought his last name Sinek, but obviously not C Y N I C. I didn't know. But no, that's all I can. Right. That's all I can hear is just Sinek. Okay, I'm gonna lay it on you. And v- he's like he's like the okay. Gen X tweeter of all time. Hi, I'm Simon Sinek. Yeah, no, I know that would be that would be a funny parody account. Um, all right, here we go. Here it is in V voice. Bad leaders care about who's right. Good leaders care about what's right. <laughs> Simon Sinek. I don't know. That wasn't my my best V voice. But I love how you even say your name with a question mark. Do <laughs> well, that's it. Can, is it? Can we really like? Can we be sure? Can we be sure? Can we be sure of is? anyone's personhood anymore? You know. Um, so Ronald, roll that around. Chew on it. Um, where are you at with this? As far as quality Yoda work. Well, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, man. So here's what I struggle with, man, with these like leadership gurus is like, there's like, there needs to be like, it's too basic. There needs to be, there needs to be a level of like thought, you know, thought provokingness. I don't know if that's a word, if it is, if it isn't, I just made it up, but like there needs, there needs to be something that needs to be like a bit of like, hold on. I got to read that again. And dig into it, reflect on it to understand what. Right, it's saying. almost like it's not opaque enough. It's not. There needs to be a level yeah. of minor complexity, and there isn't. Yeah. It's so. It's so basic, you know. Mm. Oh, but see, mm. I I would take I would take a I would take slight umbrage with what you just said. In that, one of the things that like the secular leadership guys do so well is say asinine and or obvious things as if they're deep, and it's. And so it adds a level of opacity because you're like, wait, is there more to this than what seems exceptionally obvious? And so you end up thinking about it, trying to figure out if it's as dumb as it looks. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. But Whereas you know, like when, when like, you Yoda tweet, Ronnie, like there's it, it usually requires like a moment of, of pause and reflect 
because mm-hmm. you 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 brought something up that needed to be considered, not you said something obvious that I have to consider whether or not it's obvious. Well, I mean, that's debatable, yeah. right? But I mean, but I think what you're to your point, though, Pipe. So this is where it's funny. Like when you have, like how many followers does Cynic have? Like, is he in the hundreds of thousands? Is he that guy with the hundreds of oh, thousands? Oh, he's, he's in the hundreds of thousands, possibly millions. Okay. So, right. So when you're that guy, when you get to sort of like that level, you have to, you have to sort of like bare bones it. I mean, you have to go, because you're, you're looking for an audience to, you're looking for the audience that you have accumulated to not have to question what you're saying, but just to receive it as a very simple, almost sort of like, you know, self-help phrase. That's just almost like a reminder, like, Hey, I'm it's a reminder. still out here. It's kind of yeah. like when you're, it's kind of like when you work for a company and they have like those, you know, those, those posters all over the walls to like keep like workflow going you know what i mean it's all like those it's kind of like what simon yeah. cynic just like posted right so also, it's like guess how cynic guess, guess how he gets away with being a white guy who's middle-aged british oh i knew well, it dude there it is, he is? We're done now. like how is he getting away with this yeah. are you sure he's british he straight yeah i've um, heard him talk he does not sound british wait hang on let me let me go to the source simon oliver cynic is a oh okay Never mind. <laughs> I, I say he sounds a lot like he's, a, he's from Long Island or something. He's a British-born American author and motivational speaker, but he was born in Britain. He has Where, the he has the residue of respectability. He has the residue of respectability. That's it. I feel like if you're born in England, you get like grandfathered in, and you're not, therefore not a horrible white man. Um, so I don't know an, another word on Simon Sinek. He. This this tweet is indicative of how he has made his millions because it says something that's both not really true uh, and says it in a way that makes you think longer than you should, which is exactly like his books. He wrote a mm-hmm. book called Start With Why, which is about 220 pages, which was originally a TED Talk. TED Talks are about 17 minutes, uh-huh. and and it's just the TED Talk like 14 times. Mm. He just says the same thing over and over and over again. And so there's a uh, – you keep thinking it's getting deeper. And after about chapter six, you go, I think we're, I think this is just the same thing again and again and nice. again and again. He uses like two examples. Steve Jobs is his is his god, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, there's, a, there's a recurring theme here of uh, – I will give him credit for this. He knows his brand. And he stick he sticks right to it. He's on the bullseye all the time in terms of just stay right in the middle of simplistic thought that sounds deeper than it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I like it. Um, yeah, I think you're right, boys. I gotta go in a minute, but one one last question, just a rapid fire one. Who would you rather hang out with, this guy, Malcolm Gladwell, or Gary Vaynerchuk? Talking about business gurus, business Yoda gurus. Ah, uh, Gary V for sure. He got rich off of being a a wine, uh, I don't know, distributor connoisseur, etc. And he seems much more lively than the other two. If you hang out with Gladwell, you're going to end up having lengthy discussions about like tea from Bangladesh. And yeah. Simon Sinek is going to, I don't know, sort of smugly look at you like you're not quite as good of a leader as he is. Yeah. Not who's, quite as who's Gladwell again? Like remind because I know that what has he written? Gladwell's written a bunch are, of stuff. Are right? you? How do you call yourself a Gen X pastor? I'm ashamed of yeah, you, dude. Ronald. You gotta you gotta have some Gladwell on your books. No, I'm an Enneagram Four, so I you know I can't. He wrote can't blank. He wrote uh, Tipping Point. He wrote Talking to Strangers. That was his m- most recent one. Uh, he's the guy who's 
he's kind of got a kind of a kind of looks sort of wild eccentric professor type uh real soft voice he does the revisionist history podcast none of this ringing a bell yeah i think so I'm just kind of picturing, you know. You're so uh, in picturing- for you refuse to acknowledge that another. No, I'm picturing like, walking into like a Barnes and Noble and be like, "Oh yeah, there's a Gladwell <laughs> guy with another book," you know. Dude, refusing to acknowledge that another smart creative guy exists—that's the—that's the most enneagram for thing. I never said I was smart. Ever, ever. Piper. I never said. And that's a that's a that's a good note to end on, boys. Um, I feel like this one was a little scattered, but it it was still nice. Like I'm leaving it feeling good about doing radio with you guys. Mm. Um, and it had been a while, admittedly, since we've all three been in the studio again. So there's going to be some rust to knock off in that uh, in that kind of scenario for sure. But um, boys, enjoy your Redbud City Coffee Roasters uh, coffee for the rest of the day here as we part. Um, and we've done what we always do in this program in that we've wandered to and fro throughout some topics and we will see you. Wait. No, I, I always want to sign it off like my other No, show. dude, I like that. Let's just keep that. That's cool. Yeah, no, no, no. And until next time. No, no, go back to the other one. I like the other one. We will see you next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Scripture and brain science agree. Meditating on God's Word transforms us and reduces stress in our lives. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week I give you space to hear God's Word, listen to the Spirit, and pray about what's on your heart. And then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.